0: You're listening to Gob, conversations on the business of brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan.
1: Sudeep, we keep talking about various campaigns we've been part of, we've led. But our references are largely the top FMCG companies or top companies we've worked with.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: can only large companies run campaigns? Or can startups also run campaigns? Or should startups kind of temper their expectations to just run ads? Hmm.
2: Okay, interesting one. Uh, However, I beg to differ. I think in one of the episodes earlier, we covered uh, the whole truth. Mm -hmm. And we were speaking about um, not just their ad, where they've taken on, uh, you know, regular dark chocolate or regular chocolates of the world. Mm -hmm. But they'd also, you know, built an ecosystem around all of this marketing by getting into blogs and, you know, uh, fitness, uh, YouTube channel, etc. Right. And the way they had uh, approached their influencer uh, onboarding, etc., so, right. therefore, that was an example of how a startup can possibly build a campaign and not just limited to running an ad.
1: Fair enough. But okay, let's take a step back. What's the difference between an ad and a campaign?
2: Hmm. That's a crucial question. Ideally, every company, when they're constructing their path to purchase, they have determined how do they want to influence their consumer to produce the result that they need, now to effectively produce that result, they would want to make sure that the consumer conversion process is helped by as many elements as possible. Also, in some cases, the company might realize that consumer is not the only one making choices or not the only one influencing the choices because your product is going to reach the consumers via multiple intermediaries channel partners, influencers, sometimes for a category like paints, a painter. Also, in some of these cases, the consumer is different from the shopper. With all that realization, the company might find that they want to influence not just the consumer but also the shopper or the influencer or the intermediary. So, when a company wants to or when a brand wants to influence consumer in a holistic manner, then they should think about a campaign. And a campaign consists of multiple things and multiple touch points such that the brand objective are met at the end of it. And hence, when you said ad versus a campaign, ad is but one element of a campaign. So therefore, in common parlance, if you talk to a marketer, they call it IMC, which is Integrated Marketing Communication. Yeah, that's a campaign. The definition is Integrated Marketing Campaign is an approach to creating unified and seamless brand experience for consumers across channels
1: okay yeah makes sense so an ad a tvc that we're talking about is primarily just one aspect of an imc or what we commonly call the campaign correct now let me push that a little further we see a lot of brands doing just Ads and each ad is different. Each ad does a different job, maybe. But why are IMCs important?
2: See, I think for every category and for every brand, the consumer decision-making journey might differ, and therefore you would want to influence as many parts of consumer decision-making journey as possible. So, therefore, number one. At different parts of consumer decision making journey, you have different touch points touching the consumer, and hence you want something which is working towards influencing that touch point. And it might not be an advertising all the time. For example, suppose I want you to eat a particular candy. Now you are watching TV, and I show you the ad, advertising. It's an impulse purchase product. So you saw the advertising, you were impressed with it, you understood the brand benefit. And it kind of stays in your head, but it has to stay enough or stay long enough such that the next time you feel like eating candy and when you're out and about, you go to a shop and you demand that brand.
1: Right. That's an extension of the mental availability. Correct.
2: So usually that doesn't happen because finally at the end of the day, a candy is a one rupee, two rupee kind of a product and therefore its longevity in your head is going to be limited. and hence. The next time you go outside, you're out and about, you go to a shop, that becomes another touch point for me to be able to reinforce what I fed in your head a few days back via my advertising. And if I fail to do so, then it is possible that all my effort of creating that seed in your head will go waste and not result into any purchase. And hence, I need a campaign which not, not only seeds the thought in your head, but also acts on different parts of your decision-making journey such that your consideration gets converted into purchase.
1: Right. Got it. You seed the awareness and then you sustain that awareness right up to the point of purchase. And that would entail all these touch points that sustain this awareness or communication would make up the IMC? Yes. Also, suppose you are a kid and I want you to
2: buy a Kinder Joy. Yeah, remember we spoke about Kinder Joy. Now I have a proposition where uh, I have aired an ad which speaks to kids as well as mothers. Now, a kid would obviously remember it much more than the mother. So you would expect a kid to demand. Yeah, but the final decision maker, the gatekeeper, the shopper is the mother. And hence at the point of buying, I need to make sure that there are sufficient cues for the mother to make the decision in the favor of the brand. And hence, in this case, the campaign would make sure that there is sufficient pull amongst the kids. And then there are sufficient cues at various touch points such that the mother becomes positively disposed and finally ends up buying the product.
1: Right. I get what he's saying. To fire off the startup shoulders. To target one consumer, my ROAS is going through the roof. As in, it's plummeting. So, does that mean if I take an IMC approach to my advertising, I would have to spend a lot more money?
2: I would possibly say that you are spending your money more efficiently. For example, suppose you are currently advertising only on Amazon, and you are only doing discovery ads yeah so therefore you are possibly impacting consumers at the top of the funnel now suppose you run that and you realize that you are, there is a certain amount of add to basket ratio that you have now if you want to improve that add to basket ratio you would have to interject at some of the other points and that is where the role of an imc comes through and the better you know your consumer the more you empathize with her the more knowledge you have of her perceived. A purchase decision making journey you will be able to influence that ratio even better and that's where imc comes in handy
1: got it. so does that mean that i can take any communication created for my brand and turn it into an imc
2: not necessarily you know a lot of the times when when i started in marketing i made that mistake and i now see a lot of marketers make that mistake where uh, you know they first make a tvc or a digital creative, and that becomes the end-all and be-all of IMC. And then it is almost contingent on every medium that comes to their head to carry the same message that the TVC is carrying.
1: Isn't that the commonsensical thing to do?
2: If you don't want to put any effort, please go ahead and do it. But I am of the firm belief that each element in IMC has a purpose. And once the purpose is clear to you, then you will be able to design it much better.
1: I got it. I mean, I got that you're not okay with running the same TVC, adapting the TVC or the main communication into different formats and calling it an IMC. But I'm also sure you have a framework of how it is to be done right.
2: Yes. So I would not call it framework. There are four considerations that I want to leave with our listeners if they go through those before they start investing into creative and various IMC elements, I'm sure they'll be able to make significantly better choices.
1: Okay. Let's go.
2: So the purpose of these four considerations is to make sure that you're making better strategic choices while designing your IMC. We spoke about creating unified and seamless brand experience. Now brand experience is an important word. First of all, let's concentrate on consumers. Consumers Can't just be people who are finally consuming your brand. Yeah, you have to think through the entire decision making metrics. I see this dealer specifically as an excellent opportunity which most of the FMCG brands don't use very well. Now, a lot of them have started using point of sale material or POSM very well. But dealers and dealer boys or the shop boys still remain uh, largely untapped. In 2007, Cadbury launched Bobalu. I thought it was fairly well-designed launch. So Bobalu's key promise when, we, when they launched was the amount of liquid inside the gum. If you re- recall, their key visual had a burst of liquid emerging from the center of the gum. So a lot of the people used to be very happy that this is the gum which has the maximum amount of flavor inside. And then second thing, Visually, to make it come alive, they had taken help of Bobba the Cat. So, with these two things in mind, the TVC, etc. was created. Of course, for POSM, there were nice stands which, which would carry your jars, etc., etc. I remember one, they had created Bubba the Cat masks for, for the entire sales team just to ensure that there is sufficient clutter breaking and the trade registers it very, very well. The most impressive thing for me, Honestly, was that we taught dealer how to show the differentiation between our product and a dif- and a competitor product, asking the retailer to hold two gums, the competitor gum and bubalu in their two hands and try to squish it between the thumb and the index finger. There was significant difference between the two. But the fact is that the brand thought about one making it come alive in front of the dealer, and number two, giving dealer an effective tool of kind of recommending to the uh, consumer and possibly making the proposition come alive.
1: Right. So was this done primarily to make up for the lack of TV advertising or to accompany the TV advertising that was happening?
2: My belief is accompany because the realization was again for a one rupee candy. The TV advertising would be able to do only that much. Now when the kids walk in, the dealer or the shop boys' enthusiasm would make up for whatever decay would have happened in the kids' minds after they would have seen the TVC a day or two days or three days or a week back. And to generate that enthusiasm, this particular demonstration would have given them a significant fillip. And there must have been a deep rooted conviction in the hearts of the dealer and the shop boys that this is possibly the best gum available. And hence, they would have enthusiastically
1: sold Bubalu. So, this could have been done to accompany the TVC, but for a startup or for a new brand, this can actually make up for the lack of money to spend on airing your ad or communication, or even without a TVC to get your dealers on board and right? get your other stakeholders across the channel on board, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. You could do that. What's that gonna do is TVC is very top of the funnel input. So, it creates consideration in consumer's head. Now, suppose you don't have money at all to air the TVC, it's perfectly fine. So, therefore, when the people are walking in, they don't have the consideration. Now, you need to trigger that consideration somehow so that the dealer responds to it. In this category, it might not happen that the dealer creates the consideration.
1: At a 1 rupee price point, the dealer is not incentivized enough to do that. Correct. If the dealer thinks
2: that they want, they can create a consideration, they might as well do it for a higher priced item. And hence, you will need to put something on the point of buying so that it peaks consumer in, uh, interest and it creates some consideration and then the dealer can do the job. But if you want to do it at scale, all India across 50,000, 1 lakh shops, 10 lakh shops, then you know there is no other way outside of TV or for massive social media led advertising. <technic music>
0: You're listening to Cobb, Conversations on the Business of Brands. Your hosts are Sudeep Chawla, Marketing Practitioner, Business Leader, and Educator to Advertising and Marketing Professionals, and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitral Brand Expertise, Growth Consultants to Consumer-Facing Brands and Businesses. For more information, go to cobbcast.com. Dot .net if you find this podcast helpful please help us by telling your friends and rating us
2: who is my imc target segment that's the first consideration second consideration is from a brand experience point of view what do you want the imc to do and this is a very careful choice that you have to make in my mind there could be three different Roles that can be assigned to an IMC. The first is of a creative multiplier, the second is of a message multiplier, the third is of a message layerer or message layering. Sometimes, let me take the previous example Bobalu. Now, Bobalu had Baba the cat. Now, if we had significant belief in the fact that Baba the cat itself is going to be very popular and it will make sure that there is sufficient amount of consideration driven. For Bobalu, we would have just said make Baba the Cat big across the channel. And all our IMC would have then picked on Baba the Cat and gone bonkers behind it. A good example of this is what you saw with Vodafone and Zuzus. Zuzus had some 12-13 ads per season of IPL. Most of us wouldn't even remember what was the exact service or the product being advertised. But we would remember Vodafone. And we would remember Zuzu's. They made sure that all their ads, all their IMCs everywhere, the one thing that was available was Zuzu. So that's a great example of creative amplification. They knew that as soon as somebody sees a Zuzu, you will be able to think of it or what Hutch used to do with a pug. So there are ways in which people have now found creative elements which kind of signify your product. And hence, it makes sense to invest behind him. It's a perfectly legible strategy.
1: Absolutely. We also call it the brand assets, right? Cadbury does it best with purple. Cadbury's almost monopolized purple, that any other category that wants to sell chocolate as an inclusion ends up having to use purple on their pack. Otherwise, people don't believe it's got chocolate in it. And that actually works in turn to amplify Cadbury's dominance of the category strategic sets to amplify the creatives.
2: So. Correct. When you look at Shark Tank, for example, Apiush Bansal possibly is a creative amplifier for
1: Lenskart. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's how you would possibly see their IMC emerging going forward.
1: You're right. Because if I had logged on to the Lenskart website recently and they have a new collection called the Shark Tank Collection. And basically the styles that Piyush Bansal is worn on every episode of Shark Tank is there under a separate collection called the Shark Tank collection.
2: Yeah. So therefore that is creative multiplier. Now second could be message multiplier. You want to re- repeat the same message over and over again in various forms. When we had relaunched eclairs as chocolates. Even the TVC that we had made and we were clear that we wanted the consumer to have it clear in their heads that it is Eclair's that has got now rebranded as chocolates. And hence, we had repeatedly played the same line over and over again in the TVC also that Cadbury Eclair's has become Cadbury and The realization was that while you will deliver this to the consumer, there will be a decay by the time they land up at a shop to buy this. And therefore, for the first time in this category, we had a free giveaway for significant number of dealers while the product was launched and the giveaway was a wet sponge that you can use to count the currency note and the sponge had a branding on it saying ab note bhi nahi chipkenge so similarly we had tied up with uh, one of the radio stations to uh, you know customize actor calling actor where you know somebody imitates uh, Farhan Akhtar and talks to Javed Akhtar, etc., etc., in terms of shayari, and the content was again around this. Why is this So these are messages which get repeated over and over again. And once you do that, then it starts triggering consideration for a particular brand in consumers' mind. So that's what IMC can do.
1: Got it. What's the third part? I'm curious, what is message layering?
2: See, message layering comes with the with the reality that many of your IMC elements will only allow one message to be taken to the consumer, one or two messages at best. And you might realize that the consumer decision-making process takes into account multiple other attributes. And it is easier to understand this using any high-value purchase. For example, think a car. Now, when Volkswagen Vento advertises on TV, they will talk about one particular aspect of Vento. And that creates consideration. Then all their brochures, even their print ad, will have a feature-led ad so that you can read through. Think about iPhone. Now, iPhone will give you one or two very, very specific reasons in the TVC. Yeah, which defines that particular iPhone launch. And then in the print... They will have second round of layering which not, not only details some other features, but they will also have an EMI-led plan. So, therefore, it is making sure that now that you are moving from consideration towards purchase, your path to purchase goes via saying that whether I buy it or I do an EMI.
1: Right. So, they don't overload you with all the information. I get why you are saying the high-value purchase because for high-value purchase, you take a lot of things into consideration. The brand chooses to not overload you with all the information, but gives you a trickle effect of the information through your consumer journey so that you're moved from one stage to the other in a systematic manner. Brilliant. I think that's a good way to call it. Message layering. Yeah.
2: So therefore, you have decided what role will it play? Who will it be targeted to? Now, third is how are you going to deliver? And on the delivery part, again, there are three parts to it. First part is reach. Second is frequency. Third part is impact. Suppose you want a message to reach as many people as possible. So there is a new flavor that has gotten launched. You go for a reach-led plan. Usually, the things that get you maximum amount of scale are TV or social media. Yeah, everything else possibly is a subservient there. Now, when you want to talk about frequency, Every brand over a period of time develops a certain understanding as to how many times do they need to show you their TVC or their uh, creative to a TG such that the TG gets the message. What you want to do is some cases you want to keep repeating the message to people. And in those cases, your IMC would include mediums which afford you to give repeated exposure to the same TG with a very small cost. Yeah, And this is where social media as well as radio come into picture. Third is impact. Impact is something that you use to create significant amount of reach very, very quickly and with great amount of recall power. When people air their TVCs on IPL or properties like the Kapil Sharma show, these are all properties which are washed by significant number of users across the country. And once you air your TVC there once or twice or thrice or four times, you are pretty much sure that almost everybody who was watching the program has seen your ad. And almost everyone watching the program is possibly 50% of India or 60% of India. Now, all of these programs, it is very costly to air your TVC. And hence, you will be able to show it to them only once or twice or thrice. But that once or twice or thrice is such high impact exposure because everybody is watching these programs very keenly that it might do the job of 6th or the 7th or the 8th frequency that you would have otherwise delivered. Impact usually therefore is classified as building significant amount of reach in a manner where the recall possibly will be significantly higher at a lower frequency. I have seen that whenever there is a new launch on a big brand, they prefer to go the impact way like Tata New. Now, they plastered complete IPL. I don't think they did a, a great job per se, but but they plastered the IPL completely with new. They, they wanted to announce to the world that new is here and hence the impact. In fact, in the golden days, phone companies, Vivo, Oppo or in the past soft drink companies, all of them have believed that impact properties worked for them when they had some kind of a new news to talk about. Even a new celebrity associated with Pepsi or a Coke is sufficient new news for them. They thrive on association. So, therefore, that's the third angle of strategically thinking about IMC. The fourth aspect, now that you've decided all of it, where all are you going to deploy it? Yeah. So, therefore, this is about deployment. There are four possible options that you will have. The first option is your campaign assets. These are things that you create while you are planning for the campaign. Or these are specifically created for the campaign. For example, your TVC, your digital film, your jingle. That is something which will become a part of your IMC package, of course. The second are are your brand assets. Brand assets are things which are going to remain regardless of the campaign. So your website, Twitter handle, your Insta handle, all your social media accounts, etc. Those are all your brand assets. Third one in this one is shopping points.
1: We call them the points of purchase?
2: Points of purchase. Yeah. So, online
1: and offline both.
2: Your Amazon brand store, your dealer points, etc. Those are all points of purchase. The fourth one are influence points. Now, influence points are places which are frequented by your target segment, which can be used to create a certain kind of impression or messaging amongst them. For example, college canteens, malls, or restaurants. Now, if you know that your TG is going to any of these places, you would find a way to create some kind of an IMC there. I remember when Cadbury was activating, ke baad mein kuch ho There's also activated significant number of, ad- of restaurants where they had kept this small card or something on the table to queue. That now that you've had your meal, why don't you have some meetha in form of Cadbury? So these are points which are influence points where your TG is there, they're largely receptive, etc. Yeah. So this is how you decide where are you going to deploy your IMC? Either it is at on campaign elements or your campaign assets or your brand assets, your point of purchase or your influence points.
1: Right. So depending on the kind of campaign you're running, you can choose to use certain channels and choose to leave out certain channels, right? Correct. You don't have to cover all of it all the all time. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So now that you've thought through
2: all these four, hmm. you will be significantly clearer about what you want your IMC to do, who do you want to target, what is the role amongst them and what are the assets where you're going to deploy it. Now, this gives you your creative strategy. Yeah, you, for example, after doing all of this, you might realize you don't even need a film. So therefore, all of this has to be done before you commission any kind of film or creative work.
1: Right. In fact, that reminds me of uh, how Himalaya launched in India. When Himalaya launched, I don't think they had a TVC for about the first two years. It was completely driven by point of purchase interventions. They had POP deployment. They'd focused on the pharma channel first, then they got into the grocery channel and Two years after launch is when they had Sir Himalaya had his grandmother talk about the riches of Ayurveda and all that. So they went two years without a TVC with just the entire IMC touch points being taken care of. Yeah,
2: no, in fact, one of the things that I have always admired about a brand like, for example, Cadbury Celebrations now, it has reached a level where. The TVC actually is subservient to the IMC and not the other way around. So they have, you know, caught on to the spirit of generosity. Then they find out what is the best way of delivering generosity to people. You know, how do they want to use technology? How do they want to build scale, etc, etc. And then the TVC is conceived. And no amount of creative genius would have come up with it unless you follow the right process of going via an IMC making strategic choices. Right.
1: No way this could have started with the creative.
2: Of uh, absolutely not that is what strengthens my belief in the fact that if all our listeners are able to think through their you know imc prioritization imc decision making i'm sure all of them will find strategic reasons logical reasons to make certain choices and thereby you know eliminate non-fulfilling non-useful work
1: awesome that's that's very true Sudeep, and in fact having an IMC mindset or thinking campaign and not just ads actually helps you spend money very efficiently. It even helps you reduce your expenses to a large extent to a point where you do not even need a TVC. I think that's brilliant. I think you've simplified something that I actually thought was going to be very complex for the conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Sharon.
0: Thank you for listening to Cobb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chavla and Sharavana Raghavan. Subscribe and learn more at cobbcast.net. That's c o b b c a s t net.